Welcome in to your Saturday morning installment of the Back and Forth Podcast. I'm your host, Stat Matt, a.k.a. Matt Rafter. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Joey G. Make sure you're following Back and Forth on Twitter, at Back and Forth Pod. Instagram is at Back and Forth Podcast. And, of course, while you're there, make sure you give the official home for talk or for Back and Forth, that being the Talk That Talk Media Company, a follow on Twitter, at TTT Media Company. The rest of their socials are spelled out at Talk That Talk Media Company. We're throwing a little bit of a curveball at you guys today, maybe literally and figuratively. Get out. Um, got a little bit get of out. Ba- got a little bit of. I know that was a bad one. Uh, we do have a little bit of baseball to get to, uh, and of course, we will give you our picks for Week Six in the NFL, as we typically do here on a Saturday. Let's hop right into it. Baseball. We're in the middle of the playoffs. Uh, the I believe the ALDS and NLDS series are both going on. So getting a little bit closer to the World Series, and I'll be completely honest, this is about the time that I start really watching baseball. Um, I don't watch a ton during the regular season. Um, maybe if it's a random Tuesday in July, I might watch an inning or two. But uh, for the most part, this is usually the time that I start paying the most attention to baseball. Yeah, same here. Not a, uh, It's a long year. It's a 161-game season, so... A lot of games are pretty meaningless. You think you think the NBA is bad um, yep. with meaningless games. There's about twice the amount in baseball. So, well, I've always said it with baseball. I loved the COVID year for baseball because it forced them to shorten the schedule. They they played like sixty games. Yeah, 60. and that was I, I felt that was perfect. Like that was just long enough. Um, and, and you get the traditional baseball people that are like, oh, that was too short. Okay, fine. If you want to find a middle ground, make it a hundred games and be done with it. Yeah. Like. To me, baseball season shouldn't be longer than 100 games. Quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, but both leagues will, we, I think we discussed it last episode, both leagues will I think will never short the season because I mean losing money. So unless they went into a crazy expansion or something, uh, you're going to be you're going to be stuck with 161 games. You're going to be stuck with an 82-game season for a very long time. But um, getting into a season or a series, I should say, that's catching a lot of people's eyes. Padres and Dodgers, already a big rivalry. Um, they're facing off in the playoffs currently. Series is tied at one apiece. Padres are coming off a uh, series victory over the New York Mets, who just about did New York things. Uh, started off the year really strong, ahead in their division, completely fall fat on their face. Um, don't end up winning it. Uh, for some reason, they cannot beat the Atlanta Braves uh, and end up losing 2-1. to one. Um, they went all the way back to New York for game three just for them to lose uh, the series 2-1. So uh, a typical Mets year. Um, Padres advance without Tatis, by the way, uh, who's facing an 80-game suspension. So he's going to be out for a very long time. Um, but Padres got it knotted up at one going back to Petco Park in San Diego. Matt, you're a Dodgers fan. Nervous? No. I mean, the Dodgers, look, they've been here before. They've got the playoff pedigree if you will this is all kind of new territory for san diego this is kind of their first year where you look they look up and they go well maybe we have a legitimate chance in years past they probably you know they would get to the opening round and um, they were just building the team together and this is i think like i said the first year that they may think they have a legitimate chance i I just don't know who's stepping in the way of the dodgers like the dodgers have kind of just been this freight train for really the past handful of years. But, I mean, this year they easily eclipse 100 wins in the regular season. 
Um, they have one of the better pitching staffs in the league. Their hitting is always pretty consistent. Like this feels just like a typical playoff spot for the Dodgers. And I, I think they ultimately are going to win the series. I, I, I would have to agree with Matt here. I think the Dodgers do win, but uh, like we were talking about before the show, I'm rooting for the Padres. Um, I just have a big issue with LA sports fans in general. Dodgers fans are probably up there as one of the worst. Um, and and Matt may be an exception exception to this, but if you've been to a Dodgers game or you just open up your phone and look how Dodger fans treat opposing fan bases or just a lot of, even of their own fans in general, they're pretty terrible people. Um, I've heard stories through my brothers, um, or at least my brother Jacob, who is he's not a Dodgers fan, he's an Angels fan, and he's gone to Dodger games and he's gone to Dodger games with his friends who are fans of the uh, different teams around the MLB, such as the Mets and so on, and Red Sox. Um, and the, the, the treatment that he's received there, and also seeing a most recent video of a uh, Astro fan walking through uh, the concourse, and they're chucking things at him, throwing stuff at him. Um, just, I just dislike LA sports fans in general. Laker fans are probably just as bad too. Anyway, uh, so for that reason, I'm rooting for the Padres. However, uh, you can't deny the talent on this uh, Dodgers team, and like Matt said, the playoff experience they've had, uh, winning the World Series in 2020. Did they win in 2021? No. Yeah, 2020 World Series champs. Um, it's a team that's been in the World Series. I feel like three or four times in the last six years. Um, so they know what it takes to get there. And I think this Padres team does have a great future uh, ahead of them. But I, I I could see them forcing a six games. I think they still won here in San Diego. I don't think they're going to go down 2-0 here in San Diego. They're going to tie it up at two, um, go back to L.A. They get one at Dodger Stadium, and I think they close it on game six at Petco Park. Best it may go to – Best it, of five. What's the best of five? Yeah, the uh, oh. the NLDS and ALDS are both best of five series, and then the ALCS and NLCS is when, and so on and so forth, becomes a best of seven. So it's really now a best of three between these two teams being knotted at one. Well, now the, the, the Dodgers have lost home field advantage, so. Pivotal game tonight, by the way. Very pivotal. Um I thought I thought it was only I thought it was three in the wild card and then I think I thought I went to seven right away. No, I think um, it's three. I, the best way I can think of it is like three. No, I know five, I know seven. I know you're right. Yeah, I know it's three in the wild card and but I just thought it was seven in this one. Um, this is tough. I still I'll, I'll still go with Dodgers. I think it, I think it gets split in San Diego and they win they win game five in uh, Dodger Stadium. But that's definitely tough. Um, because now they now they lose home field advantage, so two of the next three games are going to be in Petco Park. So if they win tonight, if the Padres win tonight, like Matt said, that's a whole lot of momentum on their side, and you're going to have a a game four game, pretty much winner go home for the Dodgers in a very hostile environment and a rivalry game. Um, that's not a position they want to be put in. So they much rather go in two one. Probably obviously not wanting to lose that game, but no, they have the luxury and they can afford to lose that game knowing that game five will be back in Dodger stadium. So very, very tough one tonight, but I'll still go with um, the, uh, the Dodgers winning five. Yeah. It'll be interesting for sure. Um, the other series, I mean, like I have no idea who's winning Phillies and Braves. Like that feels like that's going to go full five games and flip a coin as far as who you think is going to win. Right. Um, 
by default, I'd probably say the Braves just because similar to the Dodgers, they're pretty similar when it comes to playoff pedigree. The The Braves have been in the playoffs the, hand, the past handful of years. Um, I think the Yankees are playing the Guardians, which who would have ever thought the Cleveland Guardians would be in the playoffs? And they made the World Series in what, 20, 2016, 2017 against 20, the Cubs? I think it was 2016. Almost sure. beat the Cubs. They had a three-one series lead, and then they freaking they reversed. <laughs> they reversed uh, what the Cavaliers did that year. Cavaliers came back down three-one, and uh, 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 the Guardians, who were not called the Guardians at the time, blew a uh, a three-one lead to the Cubs. Yeah. So as of right now, the uh, Yankees lead the series one-zero over the Guardians, um, and then the the other series is the Astros Mariners. Astros lead that series 2-0. So, I mean, I would probably say we're going to see an Astros-Yankees ALCS. Yep. And then, the, uh, not the Astros, excuse me, the Mariners. Hopefully they don't get swept. They might. After ending the drought and finally getting back to the playoffs. They might. They might get swept. But they won They won in the wild card round. They did win a, wild, a playoff series. So. They, they came really close last year, didn't make it. And this year, they got out of the wild card. So, I mean, they're... Baby steps. Yeah. They're getting there. Yeah, I mean, the the four teams I think are that'll probably advance is I, I think it's the Dodgers, the Braves, the uh, Yankees, and the Astros. Um, very all, all teams that have been in playoff contention before, um, and that's really what starts to show uh, pretty pretty heavily this time of year is the teams that have that playoff experience and um, have been in playoff scenarios the past handful of years. But we'll get to some teams now in the NFL that, you know, they may have playoff aspirations or they may have number one pick aspirations, depending on how they're looking at their there's, season. There's a few teams in here that have number one pick aspirations. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those, you get to week six, week seven, you start looking at the the schedule and the record and go, well, we can go one direction or we can go the other direction. Like, yeah, it depends on, depends on your franchise. By the way, did you hear of ESPN is really hiring anyone? Um, I forgot who said it, but a, a girl on ESPN was on there saying that the Giants should just tank um, because there's so much talent in this draft class and they're not going to go far in the playoffs anyway, so they should just tank. You mean the 4-1 and one Giants? Those Giants? And and even if they're not going to go far, why would you not keep going and try and sell playoff tickets and at least establish? Yeah, That would be so big for a first-year coach. Like, we made the playoffs year one, and then you start building that culture. Why, why, would, why would you tank at all? Yeah. That makes absolutely zero sense. Yeah. So I thought I would just mention that since we were talking about football and talking about tanking. Uh, I forgot her name. I don't know why on God's green earth she would say that. Um, but she said it, so I guess the Giants. Yeah, the four and one New York Giants. All right. Daniel Jones and cool. Daniel Jones and Saquon, if you're listening, go ahead and they tank. need they need you to tank. Yeah. Because you're not gonna go far anyway, I guess. Even yeah. though you just beat a a pretty impressive uh, Green Bay team. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Um this first game, it's it's a no brainer. I mean, it was similar to what I had last week. Tampa's going to beat Pittsburgh. Pretty simple. Like, I noticed that your first game is the... Cause they're, well, yeah, because it's, cause they're favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay as well. Still not a fan of uh, Kenny Pickett being thrown in there this early. Um, you know, 
Mitch Trubinsky put up three points, they'd be calling for his head last game. So, uh, can't pick it that over have 300 yards, but again, yards is a very overrated statistic when you're not scoring. Um, and, and Tom Brady seems to be getting more, uh, or the Patriots, not Patriots, the Buccaneers offense seems to be flowing a lot better. Uh, 31 points in uh, week five against the Chiefs and then putting up 21, and Tom Brady had over 300 yards uh, that week against the Atlanta Falcons. So after the first rough few weeks where that offense seemed like they were not moving the football at all, starting to click a little bit and we already know how good that um buccaneers defense is this will be around the same 38 to 3 neighborhood i think like 27 6 30 to 6 kind of final score yeah i mean brady just flat out owns the steelers in his career he's been very successful um and quite frankly the steeler offense is anemic to watch uh i don't I don't think Tampa's going to have very many problems with the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially without DJ Watt. So right. Next game on the docket, another one that's probably going to be pretty easy to to pick. The Niners going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. 49ers. Yeah. Um, he scared me there for a second with the pause. I was like, uh-oh, is this the upset? <laughs> hey, I got my upset pick last uh, last week correct. That's so right. You, you I picked the Giants to... I changed that, by the way. You did. I was a little worried about that. Picked the Giants to beat the Packers. Ended up getting that one right. Uh, But no upset pick here. I'm going to go with the 49ers uh, to beat the Atlanta Falcons. A team that probably should tank for the uh, number one pick. I mean, the Falcons are 2-3. and That's a little bit of a better start than I would have thought. Yeah, we had them 0-5 at this point, I think. I think we had them going like 3-14. So they're, they're one win away. The Falcon, the Falcons are definitely listening and are uh, motivated for sure. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'll, I'll go with the 49ers here. It's pretty straightforward. I think the Niners get a pretty easy win here. Um, they have they kind of have everything rolling in the right direction. I believe they're the top team in the NFC West. Um, which who would have thought at the beginning of the year the NFC West may be one of the worst divisions in football? But I mean, you look around the board. Arizona is on the brink of maybe imploding at any second given what kyler murray may or may not do um on a week-to-week basis they're they're they are in trouble in two weeks call of duty modern warfare 2 comes out and i don't know if kyler murray will show up to practice that week it comes out halloween halloween weekend comes out the 28th oh yeah so whoever they're playing just who it, it could be if it's a bye week that is just fitting that is that is fitting if it's, that if it's a bye week the NFL did them a massive favor let's see let's just look at that real quick they play the Vikings on the road so it's Minnesota then okay yeah so we're gonna go with the, and it's a 10 a.m slot for Kirk oh, Cousins a prime Kirk Cousins so this spot. is everything if the Vikings find a way to lose this game they're just truly frauds they're just they've always been a bad football team uh in disguise if they find a way to lose that game it's it's kirk cousins prime time that's what we'll call it 10 a.m and kyler murray will have about two hours of sleep going into that game yeah because he's was grinding out on modern warfare too yeah i'll make sure to put that reminder in my phone uh take the vikings in parentheses kyler murray call of duty effect yeah so that week and probably november 5th whoever they're playing you're going to want to take the opposing team. Yeah, it's probably probably a decent idea. Uh, we're both in agreement, though, of the Niners beating the Falcons. The Patriots going to Cleveland to play the Browns. With the Patriots, I know it's a, a road game, but um, this is a very good chance here for the Patriots to get back to 500. Um, 
arguably probably should have be- beaten Green Bay, coming off a very impressive shutout um, against the Detroit Lions, who going into that game had the number one ranked offense for them. To, so for them to have zero points, um, absolutely huge. Uh, I don't think people understand how big of a win that was for them, and they got a little momentum on their side. Um, I like them. Cleveland has just been finding ways to lose. It feels like Cleveland should be 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh right now. Um, the Jets collapse. Um, you look at losing to the Atlanta Falcons. Like That's a game you should have won. And I'm, I can't remember who their other loss was to. Um, the Cleveland Browns. I want to say it was a Thursday game that they lost. Because I know they're 2-3, and three, right? Yeah, they are 2-3. and three. They have losses to the Chargers, the Falcons, and the Jets. Yeah, Chargers. Was that Chargers game close? 30-28. Uh, to 28. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Chargers. That's right. They missed the field goal. Yep. They've been finding ways to lose, and I feel like they'll find another way to lose here. Um, Cade York, their kicker, misses two key field goals. Um, and L.A., obviously, a very good team. Um, the Jets up 13 points with a minute and a half left. They find a way to lose that game. And, obviously, the Falcons were... A very bad football team, uh, despite being two and three, which isn't a great record, but a better record than people had anticipated for them. Um, so the Cleveland Browns should be five and zero actually, uh, but they're going to keep finding ways to lose, and that's what they've been doing. You're going up against Bill Belichick, yeah, he'll 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 take advantage of that. He'll exploit that. I'm gonna go with the, uh, the Patriots. Give me the Browns in this spot. Ooh. I like Cleveland at home. Um, I think they can run the football pretty effectively with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, we're starting to figure out and find out that um, Jacoby Brissett is not as terrible as initially thought he might be. Uh, the Browns are winning, I think, some more games than maybe originally thought. I think some people had up until this point one and four, maybe even zero and five start an zero and five start for Cleveland, and now they sit at two and three. Uh, hopes still very alive for maybe a wild card spot if they keep. Um, on the pace that they're on right now, maybe they improve a little bit. Um, I think being at home, and quite frankly, I just don't quite know what I'm going to get out of the Patriots. I know they've had pretty decent performances the past couple of weeks, but now that's been two weeks that teams have had to figure out Bailey Zappi, um, and I, I believe that's backup quarterback is Bailey Zappi. Um, and, and quite frankly, we don't even know if Mac Jones is going to be available. I think he's probably day-to-day or questionable. So... Whether it's Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, I, I've just not been that in love with the Patriot offense. Um, I think they've got some, they've had some favorable matchups. Like I think last week they played the who did the Patriots play last week? It was definitely it was a home game, and I, I remember they handled them pretty convincingly. Lions, that's right. They played Lions. the Lions, so they had the Lions, which their defense it's been pretty well noted. Their defense is not that great. It's one of the worst in the league. And then the week before that, you had the Packers, which the Packer defense has always just kind of been, you know. Green Bay's defense is solid this year. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, it's nothing to write home about, I think, for Green Bay's defense. Yeah, but you also got to look how good the Patriots have been defensively, I think, this year. Um, Like last week, okay, I had mentioned they Detroit had one of the had the best offense going into that game, and they they completely shut them out. Yeah. Um, You know, I love Jacoby Brissett, but – we're gonna we're gonna put stock in Jacoby Brissett to uh, to beat the Patriots defense. I'm willing to put more stock in that than I am Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones to go off. So I think that's, that's fair. I think that's the only way the Patriots may win this game is they're gonna need a good performance out of whoever is the starting QB for the Patriots. Um, 
I believe that that Cleveland front's pretty good on the defensive side, so they'll be able to slow down a lot of the running attack from the Patriots. So kind of one of those, they're going to make New England beat you through, or beat them through the air. I think this favors Cleveland a little bit. I will say this is probably a sloppy game, though. Like, this is going to be another ugly 13-6 to type of final, maybe 13-9. to Like, if you can find a better game to watch in the 10 a.m. slot, like, please do so. Like, this is not going to be a great football game to watch, uh, especially early on. Bounce back spot here for the Packers as they return to Lambeau Field to play the Jets. Do the Packers end or do the Packers get back on track after losing last week in London? I want to take the Jets, but looking how the Jets have played against established football teams, for the lack of a better term, like the the Ravens and the Bengals. The better teams in the league. Yeah. I mean, just the, the, the teams that have had success in recent years, I guess. Um, they've, they've, they've played bad. They've, they've, they've kind of fallen flat on their face. Um, you look how they played against the Ravens, 24-9 loss with the Bengals, a 27-12 loss. Um, Did so an, they, I, they I, had, well, they had an impressive win last week against the Dolphins at home, 40-17. to Okay, Dolphins, Dolphins' third-string quarterback was in there. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was out. And I don't, I don't even know the name of their third string QB. So, um, that's also if if Tua was healthy and Tua was playing, maybe that I think that game has a very uh, different outcome. But a, a win, nothing less um, for the Jets, and they're they're sitting at three and two right now. They're definitely exceeding expectations. However, uh, this just feels like a a, a game Green Bay is going to win. Green Bay is probably going to win by ten plus points. Um, bad taste in their mouth from last week. The Jets may be a little bit. You know, a little too high on their horse right now, and kind of, kind of fall off, and um, they need to be humbled a little bit, or they might get humbled. So we'll see. I'll go with the Packers. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll take the Packers here. It's a good bounce back spot. Aaron Rodgers typically does pretty well in these situations. Coming off of a loss, now being back at home, getting some home cooking. This is the typical Aaron Rodgers having a great performance type of spot. So if you if you have Rodgers in fantasy, maybe a good week to play him. I think he could um, have one of the better performances of the year this week. Um, and I, I do think Green Bay kind of cruises to a, a pretty easy win here over the Jets. I would I would love to get Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy team, but uh, Aiden has him, right? He may be holding him hostage. Yeah, yeah. Aiden, Aiden's holding uh, poor Rodgers hostage. I'm telling you, like if he's, if he's available in your league or you're able to trade for him, it may not be a bad idea this week. Hardest person to p- trade with is still Jack, though. Oh yeah, that's no. fuck. If if you can, I don't think an NFL GM could trade with Jack. You like may, an actual, I don't think Danny Ainge. No, I don't think Dan, I don't even think Dan, Danny Ainge would sit in a room with Jack and he would walk out and he'd be like, I, I can't do it. Yeah, like he may, Jack may. That's one thing I'll give Jack credit for. Jack may break Danny Ainge. I send Jack. I want to just say this real quick because I really wanted to test. Like I'm not lying. I, I wanted to test what he would accept and what he won't accept. So you gave him a pretty generous offer. I gave offer. him a generous offer. And if he would have said yes, I'm like, I was just seeing like where your head's at, like what it takes for you to accept it. But I wanted Jacoby Myers. Okay. And I sent him reasonable offers first, which he obviously declines because he yeah. thinks Jacoby Myers is God. God, <laughs> prime Calvin Johnson. Right. I sent Jack, Jerry Judy, um, Dernave, who is the Ravens' number one receiver. 
He's had two boom weeks. He is now top 25 in position ranks, averaging 15 points a game. And I sent the Eagles defense, who is the second best defense in fantasy right now, for Jacoby Myers. He declined that. Yeah, he's somebody's got to check him out. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why his team's two and three. Anyway, he should probably be one and four. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jack always finds the uh, the brunt end of a lot of jokes in our SFFL league. So yeah, it's always fun. But a game that may not be that fun. In fact, it's probably going to be pretty boring. Another one. If you can find a better game, please do so. Uh, the Jaguars go to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Remember the last time we saw the Colts, they won maybe one of the ugliest football games we've ever watched outside of, well, maybe the commanders and bears. That was also pretty ugly. Both Thursday night games, by the way. Uh, what's this game right here? The Jaguars and the Colts. Jaguars and Colts. I picked the Jaguars. Um, this this feels like it should be a Thursday night game. It, it it's perfect for the it's Thursday perfect, night. Perfect, but they had they had two they had two of those this week. It's either Washington or the Bears or Jaguars and Colts. So have a um, double header. <laughs> torture. <laughs> um, I'll go with the Jaguars though. Here, the Jaguars have just have been able to do more offensively. I feel like, um, or I just have more faith in their offense. Uh, and and their defense is not that bad either. And they're coming off a bad loss last week to Houston. Um, they're going to want to get right here. This feels like a get-right game for them. I'll go with the Jaguars. Yeah, I like it. I'm with the Jaguars here. Um, quite frankly, I'm just taking the better offense. Like, I have zero stock in the Indianapolis offense. The defense is okay, but again, Jacksonville, they're one of those teams. They're not completely there yet, but you can see they're making baby steps forward, and they're they're making progress this year comparatively to where they were last year. Um I think the Jags probably win like a 17-13 type of football game. It's not going to be a great game, but one that I do think Jacksonville can go on the road and win. The Minnesota Vikings, they head down south to play the Miami Dolphins in South Beach. And boy, oh boy, they're, th- that Dolphin team is a mess at the moment. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the uh, Minnesota Vikings here. Yeah. Um, Feels like an easy pick. Uh, Kirk Cousins is also not a primetime game, so it's perfect for Kirk it's Cousins. It's a 10 a.m. slot again. 10 a.m. slot. So it's that's that's primetime for Kirk Cousins. That's his primetime. Um, but also, yeah, the Vikings are the best team in the NFC North, I think. They're going to end up winning that division, sitting at 4-1 and one right now. They're healthy. Miami's not. And there's a lot of other things going wrong uh, internally for the Dolphins as well. So Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, we had a whole ping-pong table debacle this week with yeah. the Dolphins and um, – yeah, Mike McDaniel thinking that it was a sign of leadership and Tyreek Hill coming out the next day saying, uh, no, we're just ordering a new ping pong table. Uh, don't know what he's thinking. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's ping pong tables. everything that you could imagine going wrong has probably gone wrong this year for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, we have no idea on Tua. I would imagine he's probably out. Teddy Bridgewater is now dealing with an injury. Like, this team is, if you wanted to find a team that is imploding before our eyes. Miami probably fits that bill pretty closely. I'll take Minnesota here, the team that has the less drama surrounding it. And again, like we said, it is not a primetime slot, so a good time to put some stock into Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, um, more so just fading away on the Miami Dolphins. Um, I think that, for me, that ship sailed last week when they got pretty 
As I like to say, they got boat raced on the road to the Jets. I thought, okay, this is where Miami's going to be at. So uh, we're both in agreement there that we like Minnesota. The next game, also um, in the southern portion of the country, the Bengals travel to New Orleans. Go the Bengals. I'm not going to waste time on this one. Um, I know the Bengals are having a little bit of a down year, but so are the Saints. So <laughs> I'll go with I'll go with Cincinnati. Yeah, pretty pretty straightforward here. I'll take the Bengals as well. Um, just the better football team overall. Um, don't really know why a lot of people have had all that much hype on Jameis Winston this year. Um, for whatever reason, he's not living up to that hype in any case. So I will take the Bengals here to get a road victory in New Orleans. The Ravens go to the Meadowlands to play the Giants. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens. You want to keep riding the Giants hype train, but I think it ends here. They're a little winning streak. Um, Baltimore arguably is another team like we were talking about earlier with Cleveland. Cleveland might probably should be 5-0. and I think the Ravens are another team that should be 5-0. and uh, The collapse against the Dolphins, and um, I believe they had another collapse in there as well uh, against Buffalo. Um this team should be sitting at three and two right now. So I'm going to go with, with Baltimore. Yeah. Give me the Ravens. I think the Ravens are the better football team here. This game's closer than people think Ravens probably get a win by about a touchdown, but overall, I do think that um, the Ravens will have enough to get it done on the road in the Meadowlands going out West. Now the Carolina Panthers traveled to SoFi to play the Rams. This is another Another one I'm not going to waste too much time on. Both teams are pretty bad this year. Yeah, One team is significantly worse, yep. and it's the team that has Baker Mayfield. Yeah, uh, So I'll go with the L.A. Rams. Matthew Stafford will find a way to throw three interceptions somehow. Probably. Or he'll have, like, the reverse effect, and he'll, he'll have, like, the game of his life against a team like Carolina where people are like, yeah, that's great. It's Carolina. So. <laughs> hey, I like, I like your optimism, but I don't, I don't know about that one. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, in any case, I am going to take the Rams. Uh, Carolina just fired Matt Rule this week. Uh, Baker Mayfield is had some testier comments, I guess, to the media this week. Um, some questioning the confidence of Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker, you know, kind of adamantly denying that. Uh, just a lot of similar to Miami. There's just a lot of uh, bad mojo going around the Carolina franchise at the moment. I will then take the team that has a little bit more of a tamer franchise at the moment, and that being the Rams at home here. Divisional matchup here with the Arizona Cardinals traveling to the great Northwest to play Seattle Seahawks. Give me the future league MVP, Geno Smith. Ooh. Go with the Seahawks. This is my upset pick, I guess, even though both teams are two and three. Um, I'm going to go with Seattle here. This team's been a lot better than people have thought. Um, a few impressive wins on their resume, uh, or wins that probably people thought they wouldn't win, and they really haven't gotten blown out yet. Um, they've been hanging in there. Uh, so I like the Seahawks. This is where they go three and three, even it up. I think Matt said it in the beginning of the year, but when we did our previews, this team will find a way to go seven and ten or better. That's just how how Pete Carroll's going to do it. He's not interested in tanking. Um, he'll find a way to get to that seven and ten mark, which. Isn't going to get you in the playoffs. Isn't anything great, but it's a at least a respectable record, um, and uh, yeah, it, lo- it looks a lot better than four and thirteen. So um, he'll find a way to get there, and they win this one against Arizona. I'm going to hold my nose and take Arizona, and just pray that Kyler Murray doesn't implode before our eyes. 
Um, this is a game Arizona could very well lose. Um, and I think if they do lose, it is a big strike against Cl- Cliff Kingsbury as far as his job is concerned. Like, these are the games, if you're Cliff Kingsbury, you have to win. You can't afford to lose them. I mean, you lose this game, you're two and four on the year. And we already kind of know what kind of Arizona team we typically get in the second half of the year under Cliff Kingsbury. It's not great. So, I mean, it's a divisional game. It's a big game as far as, you know, seeding within the division. You want to try and keep pace as best you can with San Francisco. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm i not saying that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be fired if he loses this game. It would probably put him pretty close to it, though, um, just knowing that the Cardinals typically struggle in the second half of the year. I will take the uh, Arizona Cardinals here to go three and three and just keep treading water essentially uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. The Bills playing the Chiefs in what is probably the game of the day, this being in Arrowhead. I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, Bills win this one. Revenge game for them. Uh, Chiefs are coming off a scare against the Raiders. Um, I don't think Kansas City is as good as people think. Like I, I know I keep saying that, but I'm going to say it again. And uh, I'm going to go with Wyoming legend uh, Josh Allen here and, uh, and Buffalo to pull this one off. This will, this, this probably should have been the Sunday night game. Yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to, which we're going to talk about next year, Cowboys and um, Eagles. But if, 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 if anything, they end up, this Monday night game sucks. Chargers and Broncos. Oh, it's a terrible Monday night game. Um, move Dallas and the Eagles to Monday, to Monday night. night and put this game Sunday night and have the Chargers and, and Broncos play in fucking Boise, Idaho or something. I don't know. No one cares. <laughs> Chargers will win that game. So no, no one wants to watch the Broncos play anyway. They're just they're a hard team to watch. Um, but this probably should have been the Sunday night game. Yeah, I'll take the Bills here as well. I think the Bills are more sound on offense. It's a revenge game, as you mentioned, for Buffalo. And like we said, I mean, Kansas City just came off of a scare to the Raiders. And at points in that game, Kansas City's offense didn't look as fluid as it usually does. Um, I think there's some legitimate concerns with Kansas City's offense. I think Buffalo's defense is a little bit um, on the more underrated side. I think when people think of Buffalo, they obviously know of the offense and they just think, oh, well, you know, the defense is just kind of okay. But I, I think the Buffalo defense can cause some problems here for Kansas City and go into Arrowhead and get a road victory against the Chiefs. Leads us to the Sunday night game. Cowboys, Eagles at the link in Philadelphia. Joey, do the Cowboys keep it rolling? E- yes. Cool. Uh, Cooper Rush is playing, I'm aware. Um, but this Cowboys defense is kind of what's been winning them football games. Um, Cooper Rush is Cooper Rush is a great backup quarterback. That's what he is, plain and simple. He's not a starting quarterback in this league. He's a great backup quarterback. And they need to wise up sooner or later and put Dak back in there because um, the defense can only take this team so far, and the running attack is only going to take this team so far. You need a good quarterback under center to win you football games, and Dak Prescott is going to do that for you. So hopefully after this week, they wise up, and they put Dak back in there. He's not ready now. That's fine, but... You know, I know he wanted to return two weeks or he wanted to return last week. Um, so I feel like he feels he's getting close to being ready. So you would think after this week he's back to playing. But, um, yeah, I don't think Philadelphia has faced a, a test quite like Dallas yet. 
Uh, Micah Parsons and company is going to put a lot of pressure on Cooper Crush or Cooper Rush. Jalen Hurts, um, excuse me. Uh, and the Dallas secondary is obviously going to make it hard for A.J. Brown and all those guys there. So, um, yeah, Cowboys haven't allowed over 20 points all season long. Um, that streak may continue against Philly, but um, this is going to be another game where the, the defense wins it for them and, and Tony Pollard uh, gets a lot of yards on offense as well. I'm going to take the Eagles here. Home team, Sunday night, undefeated Eagles. I think they've got something cooking here. Um I, I think there's enough substance here for the Eagles to start putting some stock into them and, and start buying into them being a legitimate contender later on in the year. Um, Jalen Hurts has been playing pretty pretty good so far this year, and uh, I it really looks like the turnaround, if you will, um, for this Eagles franchise under Nick Sirianni is probably taking shape a little bit faster than maybe even Eagles fans anticipated, so... Um, if Dak was playing, I may lean towards the Cowboys, but similar to what I, I said about Bailey Zappi, now teams have had a handful of weeks to figure out Cooper Rush and kind of learn how to defend against him. I'm going to take the Eagles here. Eagles probably by about a field goal. Like this is a good game. Yeah. Um, I think the Eagles probably win this by about three points. Uh, it'll, last- be, it'll be a great Sunday night game. Yeah, the, it, a game that's not going to be great. We've already told you, Broncos oh, are going God. to SoFi to play the Chargers. Um, I, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I'm not taking the Broncos. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Uh, I'm not sure how well the Broncos defense plays them. I'm not sure how well the Broncos offense plays. I mean, they're gonna play bad, but good enough to hang around. Is this a 16 to 10 game? Is this a 38 to 14 game? Um, either way, hard to watch. Um, all I know is the Chargers will win. Uh, it's going to be tough to kind of pinpoint how this game is going to go. Uh, I would, if I had to guess, it's slow, and I'd probably say like nineteen to ten for the moment. It's a slow, hard game to watch. Um, I want to say the Chargers blow them out, but sometimes the Broncos defense will again keep them in the game and hang around. And Russell Wilson will cook for. 153 yards and two interceptions and one touchdown. Yeah. And he'll miss uh, K.J. Helmer wide open. Yeah. I mean, you got to feel for that receiving core of Denver. I mean, they've just been overthrown time and time again by Russ. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I kind of want to lean towards a Charger blowout, but I am going to account for the Brandon Staley effect, and he'll inevitably probably hand Denver a few free possessions um, 19 to 10 sounds about right. Like that's, it's one of those, the Chargers should win by more, but they'll do just enough to get by. That's typically what the Chargers are. They do, they're that like kid in school that just does enough to get by and is just kind of skating along that line. That's kind of what the Chargers are. So they'll do enough to win this game. Chargers do win against the Broncos and that'll do it for our week six picks here in the NFL uh, make sure you follow the show on Twitter at BackForthPod. Instagram is at BackForthPodcast. Make sure you also give Talk That Talk Media Company a follow on Twitter at TTT Media Company. The rest of our socials are spelled out at Talk That Talk Media Company. I've been your host, Stat Matt, aka Matt Raftery. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Joey G. We'll do it all again on Tuesday. Enjoy your weekend, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.